Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. I am Marco Flalo. I was always joined by Mitchell Whitfield. Follow along on all our social media. Uh, just look for Your Tech Report, Y-O-U-R Tech Report, and you'll find us on Instagram, on YouTube, on everywhere, Mitchell. Everywhere you want, we will be there waiting for you. Of course, of course. And one of the things we love to do for our audience, whether it's our you know viewers on YouTube, our listeners on the radio side, we love to introduce them to products that are ridiculously cool and companies that are cool that they may not either be familiar with or need to know more about. Now, Mark, we know about robotics. We know about technology. We know about integration with Alexa. Now, did you know that there is a company with a long history that does robotic mowers that integrate with Alexa? Did you know this? Um... I didn't. That's okay. That's okay. And now the company's and called... And I feel kind of bad. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Just because you feel bad. Now, the company we're talking about is Husqvarna. And I know about this company for a long time from watching sports. I'd see their ads in the lawnmower space. They make gorgeous design, beautiful functional design. I mean, just great lawnmowers. And, and Mark, when we talked about this, this is a company that you're not as familiar with as well, correct? I, I honestly was not familiar with the company until I saw this press release announcing that their automower um, has gained Amazon Alexa capabilities. I, I responded to the email saying, wow, this is cool. We definitely want to talk about it. I said, but my response was, wait a second, there's a, a mower that works by itself? It's like an <laughs> iRobot for my lawn? And and I didn't hear the laughter on the other side of the email, thankfully, but... Um, I had to find out more, and I feel bad now because our next guest is a product manager for the Automower line. Um, his name is Ski- Steve. I'm going to mess it up. Okay, Steve Yulia. They no, get it right? Yulia. Yulia. Uh, Yulia. Yulia. Ah, you see, I, I you, you try to type things phonetically, and it never, never works. <laughs> Welcome to your check report. I, I, I'm glad you're here to put me in my place and tell me, Mark, how did you not know we existed? Yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. Um, so the company's <laughs> been around for a little while. Um, Can't be that long, though, right? In, uh, 1689. 1689, this 1689. 1689, yes, yes. 325-plus years. Can you talk to Mitchell <laughs> while I ask my grandmother when she was born? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel ba- I feel bad, Steve. You know, I, I guess it's because I'm, you know, maybe because are you more of a U.S.-based company? No, not at okay. all. Uh, normally, if you mention <laughs> Husqvarna, usually even somebody that's not real familiar with the brand either remembers the days of motorcycles, which are still being produced today, mm-hmm. uh, even sometimes sewing machines. Uh, the Husqvarna sewing machine been around for many, many years also. And then most importantly, chainsaws. We've been in the chainsaw market since the 50s. So that's where we've really made our name for ourselves. I think well, I'm just going to stay feels quiet. Properly yeah. shamed. Yeah, I feel Mark properly feel, yeah. shamed, and I'm just going to sit here and let Mitchell conduct the rest of the interview while I cry <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> okay, now, Steve, now, now that we yeah. have shamed Mark about his lack of knowledge, uh, so this is a company that's been around for quite a long time. Do you feel that, you know, it, you're best known right now? Is it in the lawnmower space, especially with the automower, because you guys do something that's so unique? Uh, would you say your lawnmower business is the biggest part of the business, or is it divided equally among the different branches? Yeah, I would say it's pretty equal. We're still very strong in our chainsaw side. Um, we do a lot of uh, CLG, uh, which is commercial lawn and garden, with trimmers and blowers and, and zero turns and stand-ons. So that's a very strong side of our business. And our consumer side of the business also, um, with, uh, say, a lower price chainsaws, trimmers, that kind of stuff, uh, they all do equally as well. And then, of course, uh, you know, my division with robotics. We're, you know, we're globally number one and have been since 19. 1995. So it's a space that we have been very dominant in. 
Well, let, let, let's talk about the Automower line, because like you said, this is a product that's been around for a while, and I think people don't realize that a robotic mower has been on the market for so long. People tend to think of this, oh, uh, because of the advances in you know smart home and smart devices and smart controls now, that this is a new thing. But you guys have been doing this for quite a while. Yeah, we have. Since uh, 1995, we produced our, uh, and, and actually went to market in 1995 with our very first mower. It was solar-based, uh, and then we went with a solar hybrid, and then we've, we've just grown from there. What brought a, a lot of attention to robotics was that connectivity, was the fact that I can be on my smartphone and I can see where the mower is anytime. It's GPS tracked, so if it gets stolen, I can, I can track it down to whoever has it, you know, type of deal. So that really brought a lot of awareness to it. And now with uh, Alexa, is even bringing more awareness. Now, th- those are features, those features you talk about, like the smartphone connectivity, those are features that you guys brought to the automower almost I mean, way before these were really kind of commercialized in other products. Exactly, yeah. We, we knew people wanted to be connected, um, and we connected them um, through their cell phone. Um, even before smartphones were really popular, we were sending text messages to the flip phones. So we've been connected for quite a few years. So, so obviously the, the way the trends and the way that the, the, our market is going in terms of everything being connected, this is no surprise to you guys. No, absolutely not. No, no. And the stuff we're working on for the future is even cooler, which we really. Uh, and that's where about. and that's where I was going to go. Yeah. I was going to say, how much can you tell me about what you're working on? Because if you guys were that far ahead in '95 or leading up to that, then I'm I'm curious to see where things go from here for you guys as a company. But let's 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 stick with Automower for a second here, because can, can you, for someone who obviously admittedly did not know anything about the company and and the automower itself what what are the limitations of a product like that because i look at my experiences with like an irobot for my home vacuum and i've got lots of limitations with something like that carpet hardwood etc etc when it comes to my lawn there's so many different factors involved yeah so to get the, the the quick understanding of of how robotics or automower works is GPS is, is good um, and in some places better than others, but it's not pinpoint accurate. To get pinpoint accuracy, which is real important with mowing your grass, we are still bound by burying a uh, cable around the property so the mower knows where to be and where not to be. It's, it's pretty simple. It's a one-time installation. It's good for years and years and years to come. Um, once you do the install, the mower figures out everything on its own. It's the only device uh, in the mowing world that goes out and learns your property. So it goes out, it gets into an area that may be a little heavier grass, and it's, it's recording that. It's, it's gathering that data so it knows where to go more and where it doesn't need to go more. And, the, and I guess the easiest way to explain this is a lot of times we have to cross a driveway. And when you first put the automower out there, it'll go into the driveway, and your neighbors may make fun of you because, you know, hey, your robotic mower is out there, you know, mowing your driveway. <laughs> it, it, it does look a little bit silly, but what it's doing, it's gathering that data. And over a period of time, a couple days, three, four days, it just now passes over the top of the driveway. It doesn't know it's a driveway. It just knows there's no grass there. So it just continues on and, and moves on, and it doesn't mow your driveway anymore. So it's learning. It's always learning your lawn. See, I, I love that aspect. And I wanted to ask a question. I know I'm sure people would think about this stuff. In terms of safety, you guys have to have, obviously, a lot of safety features built into, you know, a robotic mower. I mean, I, of course, you're thinking, you know, if, you're, if my vacuum goes a little crazy, well, maybe it cleans a little extra on the floor. But if my robotic lawnmower goes crazy, you want to have these safety checks in points. I'm sure there's a lot of technology built in for safety features as well, correct? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I guess one of the, the, the prime safety features is, is the blade. Obviously, right. we're cutting grass, and the blade is, is the, probably the most dangerous part on the machine. A lot of, of our competitors use a solid steel blade very similar to um, what you'd find on a traditional lawnmower. We choose to use razor-sharp uh, retractable blades that work like a flail. They're, they're pivoting on a screw head. So if it hits anything heavier than a blade of grass, they retract away out of, uh, out of being able to do any kind of damage. So very safe on that aspect. And obviously, as soon as you pick up the machine and it just starts to rise up, the blades immediately stop so that uh, even if you do pick up the machine, the blades aren't turning. So very, very safe. Okay, see, now I, I feel a lot better about knowing about this because, again, I, I wanted to learn exactly, you know, how it worked. And it's great to know that, of course, these fail-safes are built in. I wanted to talk a little bit also about accessibility. Um, is there a specific customer that has the need? For example, if you have, you know, if you have more than half an acre of grass to, to, to cut, we recommend this, we recommend that. Is there a certain customer that you guys have in mind for the robotic motor? Do you need a land of a certain size? No, so we. One of the factors when you when you go to purchase is how big is your property. Right. So units starting, um, you know, at quarter of an acre, and then working their way up to an uh, an acre and a quarter. And we always give it that plus or minus twenty percent because we know that we can, on a simple installation, we can put out more wire and bigger area. And then a more difficult, you know, we're at that, you know, three quarters of an acre or quarter acre or acre to quarter. So it's it's based on your property. Everybody's property is a little bit different, but yeah, you buy by property size. Now, is this something that just kind of sits out there once you know? For, I'm I'm in Canada, so obviously when the seasons and the snow is gone, I'll go. August. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Oh, I can one. see my grass today. Okay, I can see it. I can't promise I'll see it on Monday, but we'll we'll hope for the best. So, I'll, you know, I'll I'll find a good place that's I guess near near a power supply where it can it can live mm-hmm. in my lawn and can stay like I can leave it out all summer long? Sure. So, so the one thing that people get hung up on, and, and it's, it's, it's hard to change the, your mindset, is, and, and, and how I explain it to people is we're not selling you a lawn mower. We're selling you a mowed lawn. So things like horsepower and blade length and all those things that we, you, you traditionally talk about, we don't care about that. This is a mower that's going to go out on a daily basis and just nibble a little bit of grass at a time all the time, rain or shine, day or night, so that your lawn always looks the same. It doesn't grow tall, then get cut short, and grow tall and get cut short. It's always the same. It always looks the same. It always is beautiful. Um, your grass gets healthier because you're not, like, harvesting it is a good word that I, I use every now and then. You know, when it grows tall and then you hack it off, the root systems and the plant doesn't like that. You know, it likes to, you know, be happy at its, its constant size. And, and that's what the robotics in the automower does is just keep it always the same. And, and, you know, Mark, of course, mentioned, of, you know, that he has a smart vacuum in his house. And much like a smart vacuum, the robotic lawnmower does have its base that it knows to return to. So at the end of the at the end of its session, it goes, returns, charges fresh for the next day. So that's an endless amount of possibility. This thing can keep going on forever as long as it has the power plugged into the base, I'm imagining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on a 450, usually about an hour to charge, about four and a half hours of mow time. Oh, wow. So, in for in for a charge, out the mow for four and a half hours. In for a charge, out the mow for four and a half hours. And if you were to put that on a larger acreage, say a couple acres, it would do it more often. It would probably mow seven days a week in a in a situation like that. 
So, but you know, a bigger machine on a smaller property, it's something to think about also because then you don't have it to go out as much and you conserve battery life. Now, what, what about Amazon Alexa integration? You know, what kind of things can we control with, with our voice now? So that'll come out September 1st, um, and we're going to keep it basic. We're, we're, we don't want to deal with any kind of security settings. Obviously, you don't want someone to be able to break into your house and, and override your security. Um, but basic things like uh, Alexa, send my mower home, uh, Alexa, send my mower out. Uh, it'll just be convenient for, say, the kids want to go out and play, and, and, and you, just, you just don't want them playing with the mower. And just simply say, Alexa, send the mower home, the mower goes home. And, and we're working through the final details. Details what else we want to add to that in the future. I love and it. Nice I, love, I, I, I go ahead, Mitchell. No, no. I was going to say the nice thing about that is I think when people think about Alexa functionality, they're always now watch. I'm going to set off something here in the studio. Uh, they think about being away, but the nice thing is even when you are home, when you have access, you can still have that voice control. Doesn't that necessarily mean when you're away from your house? It could be when you're inside your house or around your house. So it's really functionality that works for you on a daily basis. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have, you know, one of the parents is home and busy doing something and the kids say they're, the mower's in the middle of the yard and they want to play football. It's, you know, you're just sending out that command and home it goes and now it's out of the kid's way. You should so. make something like this for my pool that just sits in my pool 24-7, <laughs> constantly cleaning it. And I mean, they make, they make things like that. Unfortunately, the ones I have get eaten by the, the, the rodents in the area. They go after cables and stuff like that. So it, it's limited. But this is, I mean, this is so cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it, like I said, rain and shine, day and night. Uh, where we really uh, get some input is when, um, say, you get a week's worth of rain or maybe a couple of weeks, and uh, even the landscapers have a tough time getting to the properties to get them mowed. And when you do, the grass is really tall. It gets clumpy. It yeah. doesn't look good. And it, it, with this, it doesn't matter. It, whether it rains or it doesn't rain, it just always looks the same. It looks, you know, perfect. The other thing that I realize is that it's actually it's quiet enough that it can run at night too, right? So you wouldn't even notice that it's actually going. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can say 58 decibels, and most of the listeners probably, you know, don't really understand, you know, what that means. But when the mower's running, you can walk alongside of it and actually hear it cut every blade of grass. You'll hear it ding, 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 ding as it's cutting the grass. It's that quiet. Wow, this is crazy. You know, I, I have to tell you something. So being in Southern California, uh, you know, we're in a drought. So, of course, the Department of Water and Power encourages people. And in fact, they monetize and they incentivize uh, people getting rid of their grass. So a lot of us here, and especially where I live, you know, they, the DWP says, look, if you take out the grass and replace it with, you know, a lower moisture planting, I've never been so ashamed to not have a lawn to mow right now because I would love to be trying this and sit there, I'd say with a julep but i don't drink those and watch this thing go to work in my very own home but i can't even test it in my own home and i love testing products and i can't even test it guess i feel what, shame. Mitchell, guess what mitchell what i have a lawn <laughs> you know that, that's just not nice now you're just teasing me because now you'll get to try this thing and i'll feel jealous uh, i'll okay. feel i'll feel yeah. anger and jealousy i need to have some benefit for living in canada and if that happens <laughs> to be the one then i'll then i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> so, so good news with that. Um, we're finding now doing some uh, testing and stuff because we're keeping the grass always at the same. Um, our, our step one during installation is always mow the grass first, keep the customer's expectations high. Uh, step two, uh, turn your irrigation down by at least half because you don't need nearly as much water because the grass isn't, you know, trying to, you know, recover from being cut off and tall and short and everything else. It, it requires so much less water. 
Wow. Okay, see, now I feel even worse about getting rid of my lawn. Now I want it back. I want my horse. Give <laughs> me my more. lawn back. I want my grass back. <laughs> Give that's me my wrong. life back. No, that's awesome. And you know what? That's a really interesting thing because I don't think people, because, you know, we're in a time now where people are very, you know, we're politically Conscious correct. We're always aware of the environment saving water, not just in drought areas like this, but saving water, water for the planet. So that is an approach, and that's really something that I think people may not think of. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, water, fertilizer. I mean, because of the, the, the little clippings that it does, it decomposes so quickly that it adds nitrogen back to your soil. And if you look at nitrogen or look at fertilizers in the store, the first number, the high nitrogen number is what you put on your grass. So we're taking care of that for you. Um, we're, we're doing a lot with weeds. Now, some weeds adapt, like the dandelions, the flowers stay really short, but a lot of the other weeds disappear because they don't like being cut short or yep. being cut all the time. It, um, we're finding a weird here in the southeast. We're finding a weird phenomenal that a lot of the guys are really loving. It's chasing the ants away because really? the hills don't like to be disturbed. So when this oh. mower is out there randomly, the, na- the, the neighbors get your ants. They all move next door, and you get ant-free without any chemical or pesticides, which is another benefit. Okay, well, and I, if you I, have I, an annoying neighbor, you get to tick them off in the process like a bonus to win-win. That's awesome. You know what? I have an, I have an ant issue. We recently put a pool in a couple of years ago, but we still have like a half our, half our yard is, is nice and green and just kind of nice fresh grass. This is going to be golden. I'm going to have to go buy myself one today. Perfect. Awesome. Steve, Yulia, thank you so much for for joining us. It's enlightening, and I apologize for not knowing more about the company. And this just means that we're going to have to have you on again to talk about the more of the innovation. And when I do get my hands on it, I will definitely give you guys great, great reviews because so far, this is going to solve so many of my needs. Perfect. Thank you. Anytime. There's more Your Tech Report after this. Kits. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean, Dean Blundell, Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.